0: Fantasy baseball today on Wednesday, August seventeenth. Today we look at some players and decide: Can you trust them in your stretch run and going into the playoffs and throughout the playoffs? Adam Azer, Scott White, Al Melkyord, taking your emails, your tweets, and your Facebook questions and comments. Tomorrow we'll get to those on Thursday. DM Fantasy at CBS.com. These and Dice Games in Matsuzaka. Put podcasts in the subject line and tweet us. Follow us on Twitter at CBS Fantasy BB. Facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy. Fellas, the Brewers have won 18 of 20. You buying the Brewers?
1: Yeah, I'm buying the Brewers. Sure. That pitching staff, you know, the top three with Granke, uh, Markham, and Gallardo is pretty much as good as you'll find outside the Phillies. Can they
0: win the National League?
1: Sure. Yeah. Why not? You any, don't really think that, though. No, I think they—they they absolutely could. Any but any team who gets to the playoffs could. That's not win a real answer, though. I, I know that's not a real answer, <laughs> but if if we were ranking the playoff teams right now, you know, Phillies would obviously be number one. Uh, if Brewers, it's between the Braves and the Brewers who would be number two in my yeah. mind. Al agreed.
2: Yeah, and I like the Brewers a little better than the Braves because, as Scott mentions, they've got pitching that on a given day could match up with the Phillies, probably not most days, but they they have that that ability, and then the lineup is really good, good. Better than the Braves, I think. And
0: they don't even have Ricky Weeks. Also, Cole Hamels dealing with an injury. We'll get to that and much more. Let's start out, though, with three up and three down. Three up number one is a guy who was homered in four straight games for Seattle, and he's practically unowned, and he's Casper Wells. Towson Power. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I he that was a every quick time. pitch of yours right he was he was so Decent. uh now he's doing some quick hitting yeah no he's got power that's his main tool uh and Seattle's not the best place for him to deploy to that tool but uh no he can help he's yeah d-
1: they they liked him a lot when they got him in the uh the forgetting the guy's Fister, name now Doug right? Fister. Yeah. yeah D.W. Fister. um they got him in that deal. They liked him. They they put him in the starting lineup right away. It's going to be interesting when Smoke comes back because one of Robinson, Carp, and Wells, then there, there's going to be a, a crowding there. But in the meantime, I think is an AL only option. Wells looks pretty good. Juan Pierre is hot.
0: 13 hits, one home run, seven runs batted in, and two steals in six games. He is only owned in
1: 70% of leagues. Are you high on Juan Pierre right now? I wouldn't say I'm high on him. Uh, he has been hotter even hot even longer than this 350 since June 6th so that's that's going on a while now but but the issue is he has only 10 steals during that stretch uh, which is about half a season he has 20 for the whole season and well how about that obviously (laughs) obviously a singles hitter like that he he needs to really be up in the 40s and 50s to be the high-end guy he's used to be. So he's, he's usable now, but he's still relatively low-end. Josh Willingham is third and three up. You know, Josh Willingham
0: has 20 home runs, and that's pretty good here in August. He has five in the month of August, hitting two sixty nine with nine home runs since the All-Star break, and he's owned in about half our leagues. Uh, is it this simple? If you need steals, you go with Pierre. If you need... Power, you go with Willingham? I
2: think it is that simple uh, because both of these guys can help in standard mixed leagues. They're both sort of low-end options. But Willingham, I think, is—and I see this every year, it seems, where Willingham seems to be better than a lot of guys who are owned in more leagues than him.
1: Yeah. The, the thing about Willingham is he'll go through these Kelly Johnson-like streaks where— That's you a, know, worst. A, a couple of weeks from now, he's, he's going to be hitting 130, and, and nobody's going to want to use him. Uh, but right now, while he's going well, I I I'd say he's somebody. He he I, I would actually rank him higher than Pierre because these hot periods are are better than anything Pierre can do. So is Kelly Johnson the standard for streakiness? The gold okay. standard,
2: yeah. Is he the Probably. streakiest
0: player in baseball right now? Was that Mark Reynolds? No, uh, I would, I would, I would put Johnson.
2: Actually, we've got a guy coming up in three down who I think Striguous? will give oh, uh, Johnson okay. a run for his money. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Three down, number one. Jason Isringhausen. So he got his 300 save, and now the Mets are like, you're not really our closer anymore. So now it's Barbie
1: Parnell and Pedro Beato. Is that what's going on here? Should we drop Isringhausen? A lot of this stemmed from a, a tweet last uh, – not last night, but the night Isringhausen got the 300 save by the Mets MLB.com writer saying – Collins says they're going to transition to Parnell now, and, and like nobody seemed to have an exact quote. Everybody was referring to that same tweet. It was kind of weird. I finally found a, a Collins quote on the situation, and although he talks about being smart and having to figure out who their closer is going to be next year, he says Isringhausen is still going to get some save opportunities. So whatever that means, how many, how many save opportunities do you expect the Mets to have the rest of the year? Maybe like 10, 12, something like that. So it might be an eight opportunities for one guy, four opportunities for another, something like that. And in which case, neither is going to be really worth using in, in standard fantasy leagues.
0: Al, would you rather have one of the Mets closers or Frank Francisco right now? Because John Rausch is on the DL, Francisco the interim closer.
2: Yeah, well, and I know we were just talking about this offline and saying Francisco probably isn't a guy you can trust. That said, I think I would rather have him than either of the Mets guys. Because Is that just a
0: short-term thing, though?
2: Maybe, but but not necessarily. Okay. So um, I think for the time being, I would rather have Francisco because he has pitched better lately. He's shown the potential before to hold down a closer's role. And I think he'll get more consistent chances, uh, in the sh- at least in the short term.
0: Three down number two is Raul Ibanez, hitting 136 with no home runs, five runs batted in in August, owned in 64% of leagues. So is this Mr. Streaky, Al?
2: I think this is Mr. Streaky. Um you know he's been hot and cold, and not just this year, but uh, the last couple of years he just seems to go on these extreme streaks. And uh, and if you take a look at the graphic there, uh, you know we see exactly how streaky he's been. He's sort of the the, the Aubrey Huff of of month to month streaks because it's one one month on, one month off. Um, so he's been great in May and July, both for batting average and extra base power, and uh, terrible. In the other months.
1: It would be interesting to see the home away breakdown month to month. Because one thing I, I see just from going to the splits, looking at that, he's hitting 279 with an 830 OPS at home compared to like two forty, six ninety 690 OPS overall. I think he's hitting like 175 on the road. So clearly much, much better at home in, in that hitter's park. Yeah, um, Which just knowing that split would make him usable in my eyes, but obviously not a great... Fantasy option. Yeah, now
0: for those of you watching the video or, or if you're listening you're wondering what we're talking about, great graphic there by Matt Borowski, the producer, but could have used the Brian Wilson beard, right? Could have. I think yeah. Photoshop it on everybody. Probably. Why not? <laughs> uh, Delman Young or Raul Ibanez? Uh,
2: you know, if we had the splits up for Delman Young, I think what you'd see every month is just, <laughs> yo, bad, 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 bad. So, <laughs> as, as opposed to bad, good, bad, good. So I'll, I'll go with Ibanez.
1: I'll go with Young just because I like the upside more. Three down, number three is Vernon
0: Wells. Still owned in 71% of leagues. Dropper stash He's hitting 203. Oh,
1: I would drop him. Yeah. No, unless just, unless you just need power in a roto league. I'd drop him also. People
0: are going to remember that batting average because I, I said it so slowly, emphatically. What and, was it again? And it'll something <laughs> <laughs> four four oh six, something like that. 203. 203. The rotation now, five pitchers from Tuesday's games have caught our eye. Oh, Ivan Nova. What'd you do to Scott? He picked you up and he made you part of the most added list, and you were awful—five and a third, seven earned runs. He,
1: Not—he—he he yeah. did get the win though. Oh, he did get I, the I win. I should point out—he got the win. He can't not get wins. Yeah, that—that's uh, what is that? Eleven and two now in his last seventeen starts, and that's—that's and that's the main reason to own him. I—I I think uh, he's still. He still has the potential to have some good starts. Girardi said he pitched well after this game. I don't, I don't know what he was watching, but clearly <laughs> the Yankees like him a lot. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just going to go cut him now after this.
2: No. I mean, you, you had to expect this with Nova, you know, a young guy who has been inconsistent. So he can uh, get back on the saddle and do well his next time out, which unfortunately looks like it will probably be next week. Um, no two starts uh, on Nova's horizon for this week, at least for right now.
0: Al, Josh Kohlmenter, it looks like he's not phased by the matchups. You just never know what to expect with this guy. He pitched very well against the Phillies yesterday.
2: Yep, another inconsistent rookie, uh, Colmentor. So he has handled some of the most difficult lineups this year and then has flopped against the Dodgers and I think the Giants he's had some trouble with, the A's. So yeah, you just don't know what to get from Colmentor, but the
0: upside is there. Yeah, and again, we, we talked about him yesterday in one of our emails He's got great matchups at the end of the year, but it shouldn't necessarily mean much <laughs> right. because he could be great against the Phillies and horrible against the Padres, and who knows. Uh, would you drop or stash Jeff Carstens, still owning in 66% of leagues, five and a third, three earned runs against the Cardinals. Jeff
1: Carstens. Drop. Think, right? yeah. <laughs> See, I think I can confidently say neither of us like him. I wouldn't be as quick to drop him just because the overall line, you look at it and... and I still feel like a pitcher with those numbers just has to be owned, and whether or not I'm using him or trust him or whatever else. He's only had the one really bad start. Uh, his last couple starts have been in, in the okay territory. Actually, two starts ago he had nine strikeouts, which was weird. But um, I still think he's worth owning, even though I don't like him. Okay. Uh,
0: rotation spot number four. So is it time to start considering dropping some good players to get Jeff Neiman on your roster if he's still available because uh, he's been really good. Threw a complete game in Fenway yesterday, struck out 10, allowed two runs, and he's won four straight starts now. And he's owned an 81% of leagues, so he's not, he's not that available. Right,
2: and I don't know that he needs to be added to more leagues than that, um, but he he's a guy who does belong in most standard mixed leagues, unlike, you know, we talked about Karstens, and I think his upside is a guy that maybe you stream in and out. Neiman should be if if you're in the standard mixed league, uh he needs to be in your roster on your roster and, and there to stay.
0: Neiman or Nova? Neiman. Neiman yeah. or Madison Bumgarner. Bum, uh Bumgarner. Yeah, Bumgarner, but yeah. it's
2: it's clo- looks a lot closer now than it did a few weeks ago.
1: Who do you trust more the rest of the way, Neiman or Jire Jurgens? I'm still gonna stick with Jurgens. Um because he's he's just been so good. And I feel like maybe a lot of the fall-off after the All-Star break was related to the knee issue he's coming back from. But I would say that that's a lot closer than certainly than it was at the All-Star break. Well, he goes tonight, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Jurgens right. does. Big start for
0: Jair Jurgens. Gavin Floyd is the fifth spot in today's rotation. Struggled for Chicago, five and two-thirds, five earned against Cleveland, and he struck out nine, so that was good. But he's started in only 44% of leagues, despite being owned in 80%. Yeah,
2: and that's, you know, Floyd is sort of the poster child for the pitcher that you would expect to have that kind of discrepancy between start rate and, um, and ownership rate, because you're never quite sure what you're going to get with him from week to week, um, He's certainly capable of contributing in a standard mixed league in almost any week. So he's a guy you you want to keep around, but he's he's not going to start every week for you.
0: So let's look now at injuries, news, and notes. Josh Hamilton, day-to-day with back spasms. Never want to see that, but day-to-day. Uh, Cole Hamels, he will miss a start because of mild inflammation in his shoulder. Scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you? About Hamels? Mm-hmm. Which side is which? <laughs> oh, yeah, 10 being... <gasps> <laughs> and one being like, I'm not really concerned at all. Uh, three? Okay, not concerned.
2: Yeah, I was going to go for about four or five. So, And I was the guy who, you know, what, two, three days ago said, oh, I'm not worried at all. So this took me a little bit by surprise that he was going to miss a start. But, um, yeah, no more than a five.
0: Okay, well, the sound effect associated with five is, uh, So That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 where that's exactly are. where I am. <laughs> Placido Polanco will be placed on the DL. Replacements for him. Uh, at third base. So here are some guys in shallower leagues. David freeze he's hot. Seven RBIs in his last five games. Uh and hitting three twenty six this year. Alberto Cayaspo, meister is Turris. Freeze, Fries, Cayaspo is uh,
2: I think Freeze by a good margin, and that was a good call by Scott on yesterday's show when we were talking about Polanco's value and uh, you know I thought he'd be Mr. Tough Guy and play through the sports hernia. That was Way too optimistic on my part, and the uh, first guy that Scott mentioned as potential replacement is Freeze, and he's owned in only 56% of leagues, which is a little lower than I thought, so he's a, uh, the go-to guy in this situation.
0: And in deeper leagues, third baseman that you can choose from, Justin Turner, Connor Jackson,
1: Wilson Bedmeet. That is three deeper league options for sure. Uh, probably between Turner and, and Bedmeet for me, and I would lean toward Turner because Bedmeet's – Playing time still kind of iffy. All right. David Ortiz has brusitis in his heel. So could he possibly go on the DL? He's going to be in a walking boot for a few days. Francona doesn't think he'll have to go on the DL. But considering he's sure to miss a few days already, I, I don't know. That, it seems like a possibility to me. And uh, I, I wouldn't be optimistic about having him available for me in – Fantasy Week 21. What about Jonathan Sanchez? He hurt his ankle yesterday.
2: Yeah, left that start early. He didn't make a big deal out of it, but uh, Bruce Bochy said that he's very, very likely to miss a start. And whenever a pitcher misses a start, the DL definitely looms as a a possibility.
0: Well, Carlos Beltran is now on the DL for the Giants. Has not been a very good trade deadline deal. He is eligible to come off on the 23rd. So today's the 17th. It's less than a week. Is that likely? That he comes off then,
1: I would say there's a reasonable chance. It's it's not like it's a hand injury, you know, not a broken bone or a sprained ankle or something that would have a definite timeline. And I I feel like this this now that they've gone ahead and said okay, we'll just give him the full 15 days. He he has a good chance of coming back then. So here are some outfield replacements for
0: Beltran, Dexter Fowler, Alex Rios, Josh Willingham. Austin Jackson. These guys own in about the same amount of leagues. Josh Willingham, Austin Jackson, Fowler, Rios. Who do you like?
1: I do like Willingham. Like the power. Yeah, right now I think he's clearly the best. Dress. Ride him while he's hot. All right, Nelson Cruz. He was back. That was I was going to know. see, wasn't it? Well, we
0: <laughs> lucked out, you uh, Cruz owners. <laughs> That's all. It's only like one or two days away from another injury. Yeah, so we'll exactly. See. Let's talk about Ben Revere because with Denard Span out. Uh, Revere has played well. He's scored a run in five straight games, not since Span's been out, five games that he's played in. You know, there have been some sits in there. Uh, but since Span went out, back-to-back multi-hit games, he's owned in 15% of leagues, hitting at the top of the order. You guys like Ben Revere?
2: Not very much. I mean, there is some potential there for batting average Um you know, more than potential for stolen bases. I mean, that's something that you can pretty much count on with Revere, but uh, he makes Span look like Mickey Mantle. So, uh, <laughs>
1: as far as power, power girls, goes, yes. OPS under 600 oh my. for the year. <laughs> Jeez. Juan Pierre is like 700. So
0: People I'm, are going to uh, remember that stat too because he said it very it was nice yeah. delivery.
1: Well, thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and finally, Baltimore first baseman Chris Davis. Tearing his shoulder might miss the rest of the season. So uh, we speculate Josh Bell will get more playing time, right, at third base?
2: That looks like the most likely move there. So shift uh, Reynolds from one corner to the other and give Josh Bell a little opportunity to play regularly.
0: Josh Bell or Justin Turner? Turner. Does he compare to Meet?
1: No, like I Bell is, has done nothing in the majors. <laughs> okay. So he's like... Uh, He's like Ben Very, Revere without the like speed. If, if you rank the starting third baseman in baseball, mm-hmm. he might be. I, I would say he. Well, okay. Pedro
0: Alvarez or Ben Revere.
1: Pedro Alvarez is in the minors, which. Oh, uh, that's true. But I. The guy I was thinking of was his replacement, Josh Harrison. It, it's probably between him and Bell. I think I'd rank Bell lower. I probably
2: would too. Actually. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, all right. So
0: let's get on to the can you trust these guys segment. So I took two players from each position, five starting pitchers, three outfielders, uh, but two catchers, first baseman, second baseman, third baseman, shortstops, and relievers. And I just want to know if these guys were starting for you on your teams when you went into the postseason, do you feel good about it? Or do you feel like now maybe you should try to make a, a last-moment a last mo- move to bolster your team? All right? Are we clear okay. on the rules here and the, the thinking? Okay. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay, good. Catcher. Mike Napoli, over the last 21 days, he is the best catcher in head-to-head leagues. Really, with him, will he lose at-bats when Adrian Beltre gets healthy? Michael Young, maybe DHs more. He Napoli stops DHing as much. Uh, will he lose at-bats? Can you rely on him to be a great catcher?
1: Yes, he will lose some at-bats, but I don't think enough that he's going to lose his status as a great catcher. Mitch Moreland hasn't been great at first base. Uh, he's been up, actually. He has been hitting a little better, but still just not first baseman numbers. Yeah. Napoli has an OPS near 1,000, so if nothing else, I think he'll see some more time at first base and, and be a great starter still. Matt Wieters,
0: 19th in head-to-head leagues over the last 21 days.
1: I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you're probably okay with him. Okay. He hasn't been great all year, but at, at catcher, he's been good enough.
0: You know, I want to say that uh, it's very nice of you guys to do something like this because this is not an easy thing to do. And it and it puts you in a situation where you could look bad in the future. But that's what we're about on this podcast. We take risks. We take stances. And, you know. you look bad. But you look good <laughs> more than you look bad. You're okay. right more than you're wrong. Well, all right. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that. That sounds good. Jesus Guzman as a first baseman. Uh, fifth best first baseman right now over the last 21 days in head-to-head leagues. Can you trust him? Not to be at that level,
2: and uh, I'm not. I still not even convinced he's really a, a serious mixed league option. So I think there's a correction coming in the power numbers for Guzman. So I would say no. I'm looking for alternatives for the stretch run if I've got Guzman.
1: What if you've got Freddie Freeman? It depends what you have Freddie Freeman has because are starting, starting first baseman. You're starting first baseman. Standard mixed leagues, you could do better. He's uh, a good... DH option probably he should be starting in the majority of leagues because I'm convinced what he has been lately is pretty much who he is, but it's still not good enough to compete with the top options at that position. Okay, second base, Jose
0: Altuve. Let's say he's a let's say he's a middle infielder for you in a roto league. Feel good about that?
2: Not probably can find a better option. I think he, he could actually maybe improve a little bit because he is hitting for average, but he's not showing the power. That surprised everybody this year in the minor leagues. That could come. But uh, st- even if that happens, I think he can find a better option.
0: And what about Ricky Weeks? So he might come back near the end of August. Uh, is, I mean, is that accurate?
1: Yeah, he's trying to beat the timetable by coming back then. Okay. And uh looks like he's probably going to. I w- I would not trust him that very first week back, I, I don't think, in, in standard leagues. There's enough second baseman out there that I'd rather go with somebody who um, is safer, who won't be rusty, and obviously beating the timetable on a severely sprained ankle, there's a risk of him injuring it right away. So uh, I, I would want to see a week of healthy production from weeks before I say I trusted him. Third base. Edwin
0: Encarnacion and Ryan Roberts are the second and third best third baseman over the last 21 days in head-to-head leagues. So how do you feel about them as your starting third baseman going forward?
2: I would feel okay about either one. Um, yeah. We've talked – I think over and over about the scarcity of good options reliable options at third base Encarnacion of course is notoriously streaky but I think you you just live with the streaks it's hard to predict when they're going to come and go your overall production from Encarnacion is going to be worth having around and I feel the same way about Roberts although I think he's a little more reliable
1: the thing that bothers me about Encarnacion you mentioned the streakiness I think once it goes as little time is left it's not going to come back for him (laughs) Um, Roberts, I I feel like is trustworthy now. I had my doubts about him earlier, but he's, he's survived the downs in a season back on the upswing. I, I think he's a good option. JJ Hardy
0: is a shortstop. I want to talk about if he's your starting shortstop and look, there obviously are not a lot of options here, but if he's your starting shortstop, you feel good about that?
2: I think he's he's borderline. I think it's worth looking at what your options are, and he doesn't look borderline from what his stats are. Incredible power surge this year. He's, his road splits are just bizarre. Um, all fly balls all the time, lots of home runs, um, but basically that power is dependent on – put it out there. 60% fly ball rate on the road, which is just – for him, crazy, and for anybody, it's it's just uh, stratospheric. <laughs> so it's a ballpark so, thing, then. So, well, that, no, I mean, he's hitting for legitimate power in Baltimore, which you would expect, and that is a ballpark thing.
0: No, but I mean, like if he's but, got a if he's got a week where he's on the road and he's at Yankee Stadium, okay, good. But if he's I in think Seattle, he,
2: you could play it that way, but I just distrust. It's just such a crazy number that I just don't really trust him to hit power on the road. Period, because oh. it's it's just so out of character for okay. him. So I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just a way of explaining that. Even though he's got great power numbers this year, I, I I don't really buy into them as something that's that's legitimate.
0: And the other shortstop, Hanley Ramirez. If he is your starting shortstop in your fantasy playoffs, how you feeling about that?
1: I'm not feeling good, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. How could and you? It's, it, well, because he's Hanley Ramirez and we've been defending him all year, and he was going well before this recent shoulder injury, but he's not progressing as quickly as I think anybody thought he would. And knowing what happened last year, I mean, he missed he missed the playoffs and, and beyond that with an elbow injury that, you know, although ownership there defended him like it always does, there were some skeptics about uh, whether or not he could have played through that injury. So, uh, you know, the Marlins are obviously looking at next year already. I, the, the main reason, I think, is you can't be confident he's going to play. So I would want a good backup ready to insert there if I had to. And in the outfield,
0: Desmond Jennings. He had his fifth home run. Obviously, he hasn't been up all that long. He had his fifth home run on Tuesday. You feel good about him?
2: Yeah, I feel very good about him. He hasn't really had the struggles yet that we see from just about any rookie that Man. comes up. But uh, he's the real deal, and I think any— regression that he have, has is probably going to be minor so I would keep him in my lineup
1: how about Adam Lind I don't trust him right now no I, I don't he's he's hit a couple home runs over the last week which maybe will get him hot again and get him back to where he was at the beginning of the season where he was an every week option but right now uh it's hitting like 205 I think since the beginning of July or something like that I don't have the exact number written <laughs> down but it hasn't been good and what about Carl Crawford he can't consistently get hot.
2: He no. can't, and I really have to wonder. I don't. I usually think that this explanation is really overblown, but I really have to wonder if the contract is is something that's getting to him because as the year has progressed, he's striking out more and more and more, um, and it's just that's not what you expect from Carl Crawford. So it's it's hard to explain. It could just be one of those things, but you know maybe he this year is just not going to be
0: his year. I could buy the contract theory. Yeah, not all the time, but. Go to a big market and yeah. high expectations for you. I mean, at least the team is doing well. If they were doing poorly, he'd be getting a lot more criticism. But yeah, I mean if Crawford's are starting out the other, you, you're not gonna bench him.
1: But Probably not. Not gonna be thrilled about it. I mean, it right now. I don't I haven't sat down and ranked all the outfielders, but considering, you know, his his numbers on the fifteen steals all year, two sixty nine batting average just since he came back from the hamstring injury, I think it was. And uh He might be barely inside the top 30 outfielders for me, which would just put him on the fringe of... I I mean, he's not going to be a guy who sets your team apart, I I think we can safely say.
0: Okay, yeah, I think that's that's how you approach it. Starting pitchers, how about Max Scherzer? Trust
1: him? No, not on an every-start basis. I, I think he's usable. He has enough good starts mixed in there, but he's been unreliable all year. Eric Bedard, six innings, three runs, only one earned against the Rays Tuesday.
0: Finally had a good start for the Red Sox.
2: Yes, finally had a good start and a big increase in his pitch count, which is something that owners have been waiting for. So I think going forward, Bedard's going to be a reliable
0: option. Ryan Dempster, is he reliable?
2: Out of this group, and we haven't gotten through all the names yet, but out of this group, I just happened to recently do a little study on uh, pitcher consistency. He's the least been the least consistent of all the pitchers that we're going to talk about out of this group. So uh, he's a guy that I have been trusting from week to week, but in light I, of that, I, I think he should sit some weeks.
1: See, I, I don't know that I agree with what the measure of consistency is then, because. 10 of his last 13 starts mm-hmm. have been quality starts. During that time, he has a three oh two ERA. Mm-hmm. He's striking out a batter per inning. I, I, there there was, I think, two or three really bad starts in there, but still, three oh two ERA. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the measure of consistency, and I mean, it's, it seems like a really, really loose measure, is uh, the percentage of times that a pitcher gives you more than 18 fantasy points in a start, And how many times he's below six, which is terrible. Um, And he's been on those extremes more than anybody in this group. So he's had a lot of great starts, probably most of them coming recently. But he's he's had a lot of starts where he hasn't even produced six fantasy points.
1: Maybe some hard luck losses in there. I don't know. I I didn't look at win-loss record because I generally don't care about win-loss record. But I don't know. I, I think I like Dempster. I think I can trust him. All right. And the other two are Anibal Sanchez and Ubaldo Jimenez.
0: Um, Sanchez. Yes, trust him. Good. Hooray.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he he had a good start on Tuesday night in Colorado. Now he did give up uh, I think it was three solo home runs, which is not great, but in Colorado that can happen to to just about anybody. And and other than really other than the second inning when he gave up two of those, he was Look, he was right back to where he was a few weeks ago. So I, and, I think that was just a bad yeah. – I, I would trust him. I think that Me was a too. bad stretch that's behind him.
0: Right?
1: And can you trust Ubaldo Jimenez? Not, not the way I think you'd like to trust Ubaldo Jimenez if you own him, but the good starts have been good enough that you don't want to miss out on those. And I, and I think you can live with some of the more shaky ones like he's had last time out. So I, I trust him.
0: And finally, a couple of relievers here. Fernando Salas blew a save Tuesday. You feel good going uh, going ahead with Fernando Salas?
1: Yeah, all right. He's
0: been good. And Chris Perez been a little fluky, a little flaky, like a pie crust. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. very
0: pie crusty. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Not giving owners a lot of strikeouts this year, and that's something that you certainly were counting on him to produce. But he has been he's been much more effective than not. Uh, I mean, I just call him flaky as a pie crust, but I actually think that that's, that's a little harsh because he's, he's not – I don't know how many – Not like a pie a, crust. Yeah. I don't no, know.
0: like one of those like really well-made pie crusts, pretty hard, like yeah. not going to be too flaky,
1: just like a little
2: – That's, that's Chris get, Perez and, yeah, and therefore like – a graham
1: cracker crust or something. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Maybe a little Thanks. crumbly, <laughs> yeah, but
2: okay. not flaky. And I can live with that.
0: I yeah. can live with that too. Well, plus, what else are you going to – what else are you going to do with relievers at this point? <laughs> so it's time to quick pitch. One player in each league to keep an eye on. Mark Burley has caught Al's eye in the American League.
2: He has, um, and it's part of that consistency study I did. And He wound up being one of the most consistent guys uh, this year amongst uh, all starting pitchers. That threshold I talk about, six fancy points, which I think is a really generous threshold. He's uh, only had 13% of his starts uh, fall under that. That's really low. The typical starting pitcher, a third of his starts, which was shocking to me. Wow. That the typical yeah. starting pitcher has close to a third of his starts with six fancy points or fewer. For Burley, it's 13%. Um, started in only 53% of leagues. And I've been talking about consistent, consistency. I've been saying very consistently that Burley is not somebody who should be starting in one start weeks in standard mixed leagues. I'm softening up on that stance a little bit because he has been very consistently good. I think he could regress a little bit. He's got a favorable baby, favorable strand rate, but his overall numbers are really similar to what he had four seasons ago when he finished with a three, six, three ERA and a 1.26 whip. And those are numbers that you can use a lot of weeks in the standard mixed league, even if he's not delivering strikeouts. So, uh, Burley is having a better season than I gave him credit for earlier on. And, um, ownership rate is probably right, but could be
0: active in a few more leagues. Tyler Flowers is Scott's AL quick pitch, White Sox catcher.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since we've talked about Tyler Flowers in fantasy. I feel like he was the big piece when the Braves acquired Javier Vasquez from the White Sox. And at the time was a big prospect, putting up OPSs above 900 and everything else in the minors. But the last two years, he's really kind of fallen off uh last year triple a hit 220 this year 261 with 15 homers in 222 at bats which isn't bad but not really top prospect numbers well now he gets his chance to prove that he still is that guy that can become a starting catcher in the majors cuz AJ Pierzynski is down with a fractured wrist Flowers is the starter. He's only been up a short while, but he has two hits in each of his last three games. And considering how highly regarded this guy once was, I think there's the possibility the boredom factor sometimes comes into play for Mm -hmm. players who get stuck at the same level in the minors for several years and that there there may still be a chance for him to make a a fantasy contribution. I'm, I'm not picking him up in most leagues, but in in deeper leagues that use two catchers, a lonely formats, uh, he's a guy worth looking into. Domit so, or Flowers? Uh, I guess they'll, they're pretty close in my mind. I, I, I'd go with Domit, though. Were you saying something, Al?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. So, so you could say that Flowers is a uh, a late bloomer. <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe. Well, I know. Halfway be seen. through,
0: I knew where he was going <laughs> with that. <laughs> <laughs> Al's Edo player is uh, a guy who never peters out, Brian Peterson. <laughs> Moving right along.
2: Yeah, uh, Brian Peterson. Well, you know, here's a uh, sort of a, a side story to uh, the Logan Morrison saga that we've, you know, talked about a lot and sort of lost in all that is that it, it does create an everyday playing opportunity for Peterson, who's now getting the starts in left field. Morrison may not be down for maybe much more than, say, a week, but. Peterson, you know, would have been a nice pickup this week. He's got three triples in his last two games. That's a little late news, you know, uh, past the the lineup. deadline. that,
0: but <laughs> I didn't read that in Scott's hitting plan. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> but so we can't do anything about that. But next week, you know, Peterson could get the, still the bulk of the starts. I think there's a good chance. Well,
0: put him in center field then when and Lomo gets back and get my Cameron out. Well, of there. they
2: could they could do that. I mean, he's he's a guy they're looking at for next season. So you're you're basically a step ahead of me there. I'm thinking. You know when Lomo's back, he could get some I was like a word ahead field. of
0: you I, I i you were going there. I just cut you off right. I wanted to sound smart, so did it work? it worked
2: thank you it worked so uh, just a little bit more on Peterson, not a big power prospect up until uh a year ago, but he is developing some power uh in addition to those two triples that he had uh, the last couple or three triples he had the last couple of games, eleven home runs triple a in about half a season this year twenty one doubles nice nice power numbers there so especially NL-only leagues, uh, next week, you need an outfielder. I think this is a guy that's going to help you.
0: Scott's NL player, Chris Morero, first-base prospect for the Nets.
1: Yes, Davey Johnson, the Nationals manager, made a point to talk about Marrero after uh, after Tuesday night's game, saying that when the September 1st prospects come up, Morero is going to be among that group. And so presumably that would have Michael Morse moving back to the outfield, and Chris Marrero getting every day at bats at first base. And although Morero's kind of kind of like Flowers, his his stock as a prospect has fallen some in recent years. He uh, was the fifteenth overall pick in two thousand six, and and clearly he's not regarded that way now. He has had a pretty good season at AAA, three ten batting average, fourteen homers, eight fifty eight OPS, and could potentially make an impact in deeper leagues uh, he kind of reminds me just looking at the numbers of of a Gabby Sanchez type player not not the numbers you hope for at that position but still good enough that he he could he could become a potential contributor in fantasy like that I'd leave him for NL only leagues but uh the key here is he he could be an everyday player that last month we done
0: son we're out of here. Thank you, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Social Media Thursday at CBS Fantasy News. Facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy. And email us. Put podcasts in the subject line. DM. Diaz and Dice Games and Matsuzaka. Fantasy Baseball at CBS.com. See you later.